following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is Mick Shots. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here it is. It's a Wednesday at the Star in Frisco. And Everson Walls, when he signed on for Mick Shots today, was asking, what wins, What day is it? It's a victory. What? You know what this is, Everson? It just occurred to me. This I know what you're going to say. What? Okay, what was I, what am I going to say? It's a winning Wednesday, right? <laughs> it's a winning Wednesday. You know what it also is? It's a good year Cotton Bowl Wednesday. Okay. And that makes it even more of a winning Wednesday. And salute to you Texas Longhorns out there. The Longhorns win the Alamo Bowl last night. Yes, they finish off the season, and they found a quarterback in Casey Thompson in the second half of that game. And, Mickey, how's Missouri going to do in its bowl game later this afternoon? <laughs> they are going to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Missouri is playing Grambling State. Uh, what are we going to play? Valentine's Day, right, Spags? Yeah, That's right. That's when we're going to have our bowl game. <laughs> you can't, you can't let, you can't let kids go home for Christmas. I just, you just can't. No, do it. no, you can't. That's right. You know, it's funny uh, because OU uh, Lincoln Riley said. Uh, I, they decided to send their kids home for Christmas, and then they had their COVID report come out yesterday, and they had no COVID uh, reports, uh, nobody wow. positive. I talked to a, a coach, uh, an assistant coach at another Big 12 uh, school, and, and I texted him and said, hey, uh, Riley sent his players home, and he said, well, let's see if they're able to play the game next Wednesday, but it looks like they're going to play. So That's good. I think everybody – I think everybody on the team's already had COVID, and so they were they were good. That, therefore, so. there's no risk. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's right. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, Missouri, right, Missouri so had a Cowboys. serious outbreak, and, uh, and then they got accused of of <laughs> uh, of making a phony cancellation because they didn't want to get beat bad again. Who were they supposed to play? Iowa. They could play with Iowa, yeah, right? Come that. on, jeez. You can't beat Iowa. I don't oh, know. Heavens I don't know, no. Spags. I've seen you guys play. <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, right now we've got Wake Forest taking on Wisconsin in the something, the uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mickey, can you name a Mickey? Can you name a Cowboys player who went to Wake Forest? Not a current one. All time, oh, all time, a Cowboys gotta, player, come on, the all-time Spags. roster who I, went to Wake Forest. Oh, it, it's the running back. Um, um, uh, oh, I can't think of his name, and I could see him. I talk to him all the time. Plays tennis against Doug Dennison. No, no, not Dennison. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's a linebacker still playing in the league who went to Wake Forest who started his career with the Cowboys. Yeah, and his name Wait, I, I his to, name just I, I came up. I this question. I'm curious too. It, it, it's what, the, what, it's what, the, whatever it's, it's the running. I want him to answer the question. I'm, I'm extremely curious on who this guy is. It's the running back, isn't it? Oh no, that was Winston Salem. Yeah. Not Wake Forest. <laughs> no, Winston Salem. <laughs> Timmy that's Newsom. Timmy Newsom. That's Timmy who Newsom I was thinking Timmy Newsom went to Winston of. Salem. Kyle Wilbur. Yeah, you're talking about the Kyle HBCU Wilbur, versus yes. the Power Five. 
He, he yeah, made a tackle. Kyle Wilbur went to Wake Forest. He made a tackle in the other, the other last week or so when I was watching. Is he oh, with? And what was his, is what it was the, the greatest play that Kyle Wilbur? Yeah, he's with the Raiders. But what's the greatest play Kyle Wilbur made in his Cowboys career? Oh, you got me there. That Thursday night game in Minnesota when he recovered the fumble on the muff punt a couple a few years ago. Anyway. Oh yes, we of digress. course. I'm glad you remember that. Of course. Let's let's move no, no, no. on. To hey, Spags, I think Bill is related to him. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to current day Cowboys because the Cowboy it's not only Mickey Spagnola who is at work at the in the SWBC Mortgage Studios inside Ford Center at the Star in Frisco, but the Cowboys are back to work at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco, right, Mickey? And aren't they glad they've got the Ford Center because it's been pouring here all morning long. So uh, they, again, had the ability to practice uh, indoors on Wednesday. Uh, they were in shells, had the music blaring because this is going to be a away game with no fans. But uh, maybe they were trying Mickey, to set the mood. Mickey, how do you know mood. this? I didn't... Mickey, how do you know this? Because I thought when they're indoors that no reporters could be inside Ford Center to witness practice. How are you able to be in there? Only the two special reporters, myself and Rob Phillips. Uh, This is Jerry's boy, Bill. This is Jerry's boy. Come on, man. (laughs) Pre-pandemic, come on, man. They were sharing ice cream together and whatever they were talking about. I mean, come on, man. This, This is a... These are, this is a company-kept man right here we're talking about on Michigan. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish all that was true. We were the pool reporters, and we had to brave the outdoor elements to get into the, the Ford Center to be able to give you a sanitized report on what happened in practice. And that sanitized well, I must report. Say, I must say, before you continue, Spags, if they're going to try and, you know, simulate noise, then why not simulate bad weather as well? Because they're going to be outdoors, correct? No, they may be outdoors tomorrow. They may be outdoors tomorrow. They've been practicing indoors uh, on Wednesday uh, for the last month or so. So, uh, and I don't know if that was to keep the uh, other media away or what, or they just didn't want to let them into the facility after the NFL cracked down on the COVID-19 protocols. Uh, so anyway, I can tell you. I got to ask you, do you. Go ahead. Do you think Tom Landry would, would allow us to be indoors before this game? You had, you had, had no choice. You had no facility. Lowe's Fieldhouse, remember? Lowe's Fieldhouse. That's right. That's that was practice. your indoor facility? You actually would no, go to no. Field it is just an alternative uh, spot when the field is so wet and the grass was so soggy. We would go to Lowe's and practice on that. that turf. Still outdoors. Oh, outdoors. Outdoors. Yes, but, but it was there. only because it was better footing on their turf as opposed to the natural grass that we had when Tom Landry was there. Yeah, there's no sense there messing up. There was field house, too. There's no sense mess, messing up <laughs> practice just because the weather's bad. You know, if you have an alternative, That's you, right. you, you got to get reps, right? So uh, having seen the, uh, the uh, team stretch, uh, warm-up, uh, drills, I can tell you that Leighton Vanderesh was not practicing. Donovan Wilson, who mm. made it back for the game, was not practicing. Uh, neither was Darian Uh-oh. Thompson, who's in concussion protocol. 
And Ezekiel Elliott came out, um, probably did whatever he does before practice on his own, and then came out and got on the resistance cords. I would imagine he was going to be limited. And they did designate Zach Martin on uh, reserve uh, injured uh, return, but uh, he wasn't going to do anything more than rehab work, it looked like, maybe work on the, continue working on the resistance cords. So. Uh, that's your uh, guys who were and were not available for practice today. Did you see uh, uh, Xavier, Xavier Woods? Woods? Did you mention Woods? I did not. And Xavier Woods uh, was out there taking part in everything we saw uh, that we were allowed to see. And it looked like uh, he intended to practice. He had a helmet with him. Uh, so it uh, looked like he was going to do something. Mike McCarthy said he probably would be limited, but felt like he would move into practice a little bit more after they see what he was able to do uh, with that rib injury. Well, based on the limited information that you know, Spags, are those uh, situations apt to change? Uh, what, what, does Layden have a chance to play? Uh, does, does Thompson have a chance to come out of concussion protocol? Uh, if this is not the final say-so, right? I mean, does yeah. Zach Martin have a chance no, to play he, this weekend? No, he, he, he does not. Uh, Jerry mentioned it on his yeah. radio segment yesterday that maybe for the future, but probably not this week. Uh, I think Leighton's done. Um, I mean, he's not going to play. I, he's got a high ankle sprain. Those things are usually three to four oh, weeks. Yeah. So I don't know if he would even make it if they uh, ended up uh, qualifying for the playoffs. Uh, I would say no on Darian well, Thompson. Well, he'd for the NFC Championship game. Yes, yes, he would, Bill. Exactly. <laughs> He'll be back Sorry. for the championship okay. game. Yeah. Good, I meant Good the, job, Bill. I Good meant job. The, first, the first playoff <laughs> game, right? And Darian okay. Thompson right. in, in concussion protocol, I, I think that one's going to be close uh, if he makes it back or not. Usually you end up missing a week. So uh, that's kind of the Cowboys' uh, injury report at this point. Hmm. I'm listening to those safeties, and with Donovan Wilson, if he aggravated his groin, uh, I mean, things are. If 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 Woods isn't able to make it back, and and uh, Thompson's not out of concussion protocol, they're starting to get thin at safety. Yes, as they did in the game. Now, from what I saw Woods doing uh, in the portion we get to watch, I would say 75% chance he plays. Uh, he looked like he was moving pretty well. Uh, but you're right on Thompson and Donovan Wilson. And even if those two are ready to go, uh, they, they may have to get Jordan Lewis actual some snaps uh, at, at safety, which he moved there. And uh, Mike Nolan pointed out that he really didn't get any snaps in practice that week. And he basically, you know, when they got to Saturday or whatever and they talked about it, he said that Jordan Lewis said just – Put me out there and tell me what the what the calls are. I'm I'm good to go, and you know he he had the one play that he I think he ended up getting called for interference on, um, but uh, other than that, you know he got got a few snaps back there. So we'll see where that goes. The previous week made some. Uh, I thought he made a big leap uh, in in playmaking ability. Made some big plays uh, in the previous game. Uh, I think he's been a big part of this uh, third down resurgence uh, by the Cowboys. Uh, like I said, maybe not this past week, but the week prior to that. So he's, uh, you know how it is. Sometimes things click for guys, just like with Anthony Brown. Uh, he and Jordan uh, at one point seemed to really understand from that slot position 
uh, just how important it is for you to make plays uh, instead of just being just another, another stick man out there. They weren't looking, they weren't reacting, they were anticipating. And that's what I loved about what Anthony did, and I've been seeing that from Jordan Lewis as well. Uh, so Donovan Wilson, the growing, right, he's trying to come back from that in a week. I tried that once, uh, played against the Giants the, the previous week. O.J. Anderson lifted me up on his elbow and brought me down on, on my one leg, and it, it shook something. I still have a knot down there. It's never going away. So I've ne I had never missed a game or a play, actually. And so here it is, my chance to – I didn't want to miss a game, so I, they, they were trying to get me to go uh, against Minnesota the next week. It was, it was no go. I, I couldn't do anything. They wrapped me – first of all, I lost feeling in the leg because they wrapped it so tight. <laughs> so that wasn't doing well anyway. I couldn't even feel it. I got out there and tried to play a couple of times. Anthony Carter ran by me so fast. I'm like, look, I'm not doing my team any good. So I have – out of my, my few injuries I've had – the growing was one of them. And, yeah, I, I'm not looking for Wilson to come back. They didn't just put a little Ben Gay on it and say, get out there, big boy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in the day, that was kind of the status quo, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, Everson, I'd love to get uh, your take on uh, Trayvon Diggs. You know, he makes that interception the other day. And I immediately thought of Everson. Uh, you know, he just has that natural uh, playmaking ability, the hands, the, uh, the instincts, wide receiver type instincts, whatever. Yep. That's exactly yep. what this secondary needs. They did. And, and you know, I like, I like the fact that, you know, to me, all interceptions are good interceptions. You could say it was a blowout at the time or whatever. He needed that interception after coming back and, and kind of giving up some plays. Uh, it's been a tough year for him. I know about those tough years. I was blessed enough. You know, I got beat as much as, 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 as Diggs did this year. I got beat in that 1981, my rookie year. I was just able to come back and counter that with interceptions. Now, he hadn't gotten near, as, nearly as many as I have. But when you get that one or two, or what does he have, three on the year? He's got yes, three. three on the come season. on. All against Philly. That's not, that's not bad. Philly. That is not bad for a guy that came in. He's missed some games. And to have three interceptions? That is not bad for a rookie to come in highly touted. I, and let's be, let's be clear, if he gets another one in this game, we're going to be saying that this is a successful rookie campaign for Diggs. And he'll have a couple more playoff games too, right? Th those count. Oh, of course, right. yeah. Yeah, all the way to the yeah, NFC I mean, Championship You, had, you yeah. got a couple in your rookie year in the playoffs, didn't you? I did. I got, I got a couple in San Francisco. I did. I did. I have uh, – Two interceptions and a fumble recovery, by the way. So let's not forget that while we think of that game in other, in other ways. Well, you get some Skittles <laughs> for all that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we could, we could name an MVP award after Skittles. How about that? The Skittles <laughs> MVP award. Uh, how, how much do you think uh, Trayvon Diggs and C.D. Lamb, for that matter, two rookies, top draft picks, you know, first and second round draft picks. How much do you think they have grown as players, even since the start of the regular season? I think it's so much, especially in, involving this season. You know, these guys are going to come into 2021 more, more seated. You know, they're they're going to have more experienced. 
mentally they have they have gone through so much more than any other rookies have gone through this rookie class of 2020 over the entire NFL and especially being with the Dallas Cowboys with the ups and downs that we've had if you're looking at CD Lamb if I'm if I'm CD Lamb I'm looking at myself saying you know what I've made some mistakes this season as a rookie should but when you look at all the quarterbacks that I've had throwing me the ball and you look at my final numbers those are some great numbers those are some great numbers, just like I talked about with Diggs. You know, he, he was injured for most of, for a lot of the season, came back, got the interception. Season's not over. He could get more. He'll have one of the better rookie campaigns, even at this point, than uh, any DB we've had in recent history with the Dallas Cowboys. All right, we're just getting started on this edition of uh, Mixed Shots. we got so much to get to, including – News out of Washington. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Who might be starting at quarterback on Sunday night against the Philadelphia Eagles when Mix Shots continues in a moment. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery today. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, We've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Back, back, back. To mixed shots. You can now support your beloved Cowboys from anywhere. Open up AT&T's Fan Zone feature inside the Cowboys app and record your personal cheer and referee signals. You'll receive a personalized mosaic and may show up on the AT&T Live FX video board during the game. We'll see if the Cowboys beat the Giants on Sunday, and if Washington does not win against Philadelphia, the Cowboys will be hosting a playoff game the following weekend. And uh, there's, as I mentioned off the top of the show, there's 
major bowl games going on at AT&T Stadium this week. The Cotton Bowl has Oklahoma and Florida tonight, and then the granddaddy of them all on Friday afternoon at AT&T Stadium. It's the Rose Bowl game, top-ranked Alabama at number four Notre Dame in a national semifinal. You know, uh, Mickey and Everson, they, they announced they're going to have a little less than 18,000 fans at the college games this week. How do you think it's gone, Mickey, this year with uh, fans in the stands at Cowboys games uh, where there's been as many as 30,000 there? Yeah, you know, and the way as big as that stadium is, 30,000 is kind of less than a third capacity. Uh, the people are spaced out so much. It, it, I mean, when you're sitting there, and we're pretty high in the press box, it doesn't look like there's 30,000 people in, in the stadium. Now, where you see, a, kind of get a feel for it, if you get there, uh, you know, normally I get there two hours, two and a half hours before kickoff, but if you get there about an hour before kickoff, there's, you know, a lot of people walking around outside. Uh, but other than that, you know, it, it seems like it's gone seamlessly. Now, here's the thing, though, for tonight, uh, for the college game, you know, the, the, the Cowboys, when they've played those day games, or even if it's been a night game, uh, the doors are open and the roof's open. But when it's yeah, raining, right. I don't that's think right. you can get the airflow that Jerry was talking about unless they want to get rain coming in. I guess you could leave the doors open, uh, but the roof would have to be closed, and that hasn't happened on, on a, in a game yet. That's right. That's interesting. Um... And I don't think they ever would have envisioned, even when they built the stadium, that they would have the roof open for a game in which it was raining outside. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's open it up and just have just kind of like old times. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably not hey, good. better be wet than get COVID. It's better to be wet right. than get COVID. I'm yeah, sorry. I, 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 but I don't think I don't think it's probably good for the video board to, to get rain on. <laughs> Hey guys, I had a, I had a, uh, I have a, a, a problem here in regards to how things stack up this weekend. Uh, you know, we were all talking about what the Cowboys have to do, right, to stay in, and uh, that's all fine and good. We feel like we're going to handle our business in New Jersey, but what do you think Philadelphia is going to do with the Redskins? Do they hate the Redskins more than they hate the Cowboys? Okay. Are they going to lay down and allow this team to go into, uh, to win the game and go into the playoffs? Is little, is little Jim Schwartz, right? Is he going to be stubborn as always and refuse to lay down as maybe some uh, Philadelphia fans might want him to? I think it's a very interesting notion someone brought up to me that Philly just might tank this game to spite us. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, now, now, Jim Schwartz, what he is telling the media is that, uh, is that we're going to call this, we need to make this a no-cap day, that, uh, the, <laughs> that Washington doesn't come into our place and put division champion caps on in our stadium. Uh, so that's the motivation that he's using for his players right now. Do you believe him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> him? Absolutely. <laughs> he, Jim, yeah, Jim, Jim hates to lose. He you guys recall 
when he got mad at Jim Harbaugh for not shaking his hand properly when both of them were head coaches in the NFL, and he chased him down as, as Harbaugh was going into the locker room, and he confronted him about that overenthusiastic handshake at, at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. So that's the Jim Schwartz I want to see on Sunday. He, I don't want to see a nice Jim Schwartz. I want the guy that refuses to let I think the Washington the football team win. Yeah, he, I think he, that's the guy you'll get. He wouldn't would... step aside to let his grandmother cross the street. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> no. You know, I think the other factor on it, I think the other factor on it, Everson, is that with I I like the fact that Jalen Hurts is starting for Philadelphia and that there's still some question mark going forward on okay who's going to be their starting quarterback going forward. I think that they want the Jalen Hurts teammates really like him and they would love to cement. Uh, I mean, it appears that Hurts might be the guy going forward, and they would love for him to have a fourth start that is strong uh, to finish the season on to to help cement his status going forward. So, uh, so I like that aspect of it from an from an Eagles standpoint, as far as their motivation to do well in this game. Now, Bill, what did you see coming out of Washington? And then that's the the other thing on the Washington side is. Uh, Taylor Heineke took the first team reps in practice today. Uh, Ron Rivera just had his press conference here within the last half hour or so, and uh, they're just uh, they're not quite there yet on Rignett. Uh, now Alex Smith says he felt good out there today. Not practicing was part of the plan, but they want to make sure that Alex Smith is ready. And so I mean, someone's got to take the first team reps. If Alex Smith isn't, then Taylor Heineke's going to for them. So I don't think you read that much into it. But that's what's making the rounds on Twitter right now. That oh Lord, Taylor Heineke uh, is taking the first team reps in practice. But I think they just want to make sure that Alex Smith is ready to go. I, Fully expect Smith to be the starter on Sunday night. Who took? I the... think regardless of who starts, uh, Swartz is going to bring the heat. He's bringing the house probably on every passing play that he thinks is going to be predictable. Yeah, and, it doesn't matter which so one. Whether it's Alex Smith trying to stay on that one leg, or whether it's uh, Heineke, Heineken, Heineken, right? Heineken, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I know his name. I'm just messing with him. No, he- but as far as Heineke, young young quarterback, still going to bring the heat. So I, they have nothing to lose in Philly. So I, I think it's going to be one of those defensively, I think it's going to be a fun game for Philly potentially. You know, I don't know if you guys realize this, but and I know this is only in regards to yards, but Washington's offense ranks 30th in the league. They're 26th against the run and 26th against the pass. Um, so I mean, for, uh, 26 running the ball and 26 throwing the yes. ball. Yeah. So you yeah. know they haven't lit it up offensively. They've lived off that defense and that defensive front so far to you know jump that record to six and nine. And if you if you're a quarterback like Alex Smith, you know you, you're going to manage the game accordingly. Let that defense win the game for you. At least don't blow it. For the defense. So if Alex is out there, he, he complements that defense very well. 
I don't know about what Heineke is going to do, but Alex Smith has shown that he can complement this defense. Well, Heineke did well, it's a better like, performance. Like, he had a better performance in what the one quarter he played than Haskins did last week. Yeah, he did. Well, yeah, that's Haskins. That's Haskins. I'm, I'm, I think if they have to, you know they're going to go with Alex Smith. And like I said, I mean, it, not just now. If they win the game, then that's what you're going to see in the playoffs as well. Yeah, you, and mm-hmm. you saw that no one claimed him. And they probably weren't going to claim him on waivers anyway because he had some guarantees in his contract uh, for next year. But, yeah, he didn't get claims. So, you know, I, I, I've always said – uh, when you get cut like that, if you get cut for you know not playing well, somebody might give you a chance. But if you get cut for not being prepared, boy, you better watch out. Yeah. You remember? Uh, well, which, of all people, the Texans are looking at him, and you know you see what's happening with Deshaun Watson. So I think he's being punished by actually being touted by the Texans. <laughs> they, have, they, they traded away the whole team. Because <laughs> Everson, you remember, and I can't remember if it was, I think it was the 86 season, the last game. Uh, they started uh, the quarterback from Southern Mississippi. Um, Reggie, Reggie Collier. Collier. Reggie Collier. And he was not prepared. Not One of the only best was he bad. I've ever yeah. Ever Absolutely. With. And I saw him play at, at Southern Mississippi, and, yeah, he was good. But he wasn't prepared to play that game. You know, it's one thing to be nope. bad, but he wasn't prepared. And Tom finally yanked him out of the game, if you remember, and that was the end of his NFL career, if I remember correctly. Well, if I recall, I thought Tom started him against the Chicago Bears, didn't he? Yes. It was, I, I thought it was the final game of the season. No, it wasn't the final game, but it was his final game. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Tom, you know, let's be real now. Tom Landry, greatest coach in history. But Tom, when you have guys like Tom Landry with the kind of power that they have, Tom Landry put Reggie Collier in to prove a point. Let's be real. You're never going to be prepared for the 1985-86 Chicago Bears. That is not going to happen. So putting Reggie Collier in the game, it tried. He, Tom Landry was letting us know, you can have a quarterback controversy all you want, but there's no quarterback controversy here, and I'm going to show you why. So he threw Reggie to the dogs, man. He threw him to, no, he threw him to the Lions, not Bears. He threw them to the Lions, and it was a tough Tough sledding for that game, whichever one he played in. So it was the eighty. It, it was the eighty-six season, right? Eighty-six. All right. The last game of the eighty-six season was against the Bears, and I'm looking through it here. Uh, Collier was four out of nine for forty-four yards and two interceptions. Steve Pelour was fourteen out of twenty-eight for one hundred and seventy-five, a pick and a touchdown. It doesn't designate here unless I get it to the play-by-play. What was the final they, score? The final score was 24 to 10 in favor of the Chicago Bears. Now the the year before it was 44 nothing, and I think we had God. I think we must have gone through three quarterbacks in 1985. And I think Collier probably started that game because Pelour no Collier was, definitely started. No, that he game. started. Pelour came he in definitely and started. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, and threw and two picks early. He wasn't ready. He didn't know the plays. I, I just remember. It. So I, I was wrong. Pittsburgh picked him up, and he played two more games the next year in two more games, and that was the end of his career. 
Mm-hmm. You're talking about one of the, when I say one of the best athletes ever, basketball, football. He was six feet six inches tall, I, I believe, and the guy could run just as well as any quarterback in the league right now. I mean right now. Randall Cunningham couldn't hold a candle to his athleticism, and nor, nor could these quarterbacks that we have out there now, even big Josh Allen. A sixth-round draft pick of the Cowboys in 1983, Reggie Collier. Sixth-round. Let, let's, let's be clear. That's one of those. This is, one, this is that era of, you know, can the black quarterback be a good quarterback? That's among that era. So we were still, as, as black people, trying to prove that we could play this game as a quarterback the way we play it. And now, of course, you know, we've evolved as a league in regards to that subject. But at that time, it was a taboo subject. And as a society also, by the way. No doubt. I tell you. All right, we continue. Wait, let me, let me tell oh, you a funny story. Go ahead, go ahead, funny Mickey. story yeah. on, on Reggie Collier. <laughs> Southern Mississippi was playing Missouri in a bowl game in Jacksonville. It was in Jacksonville. So that would that have been the Tangerine Bowl Gator or whatever? Bowl? The Gator Bowl, yeah. And yeah. it was a real cold day. And, and Missouri put a beating on them, right? And so me and my college roommate, John, we're cheering in the stands. And some guy go, goes, well, your, your quarterback, did he get any votes for the Heisman? Mine got so-and-so votes for the Heisman. I said, I don't know about the Heisman, but my quarterback's got 24 points on the board and yours got zero, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, Mickey. What? Missouri won a bowl game? Oh, yes. Missouri won a bowl game? You want me to tell you how many bowl games they've been winning? How many, how many are they going to win this year? Uh, they're not playing. Okay. Burn. Burn. We continue. Burn. Otherwise, they would we have beat Iowa. More <laughs> we continue with more mixed shots in a moment. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay, let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision 
Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back, back to mixed shots. Looking for something to change up your dinner routine? Help support local Frisco businesses by choosing one of over 30 restaurants at the Star District. For more information on delivery, takeout, curbside pickup, and dine-in options, visit thestardistrict.com. All right, this is our final segment of this edition of uh, Mix Shots. I'm going to throw something out at both of you, and maybe you can uh, think about somebody that you would pick for this. And I'll give you my guy. It is sort of an unsung guy on this team, an unsung star on this team. Doesn't have to be a star, but someone who's, who's done well this year, you think has done well, then that, that people aren't talking about. And uh, a guy I'll throw out there. Shut up, Marlon. I did a little research on him. Uh, last night as well, because I was not as familiar with his backstory, uh, is C.J. Goodwin. You know, uh, he's been a mainstay on special teams, you know, throughout this season. And uh, then, of course, as Mickey pointed out, uh, and as you saw if you're watching closely the game the other day, he got, I think, 16 snaps on defense. They used him uh, with Jalen Hurts at quarterback for the Eagles. And so... You know, I think it's interesting, Mickey, in this COVID environment that we're in, we're not hearing a lot of the, a lot of the stories of players who aren't stars on the team because the media doesn't have access to them in the Very locker true. room like they normally do. Yeah. You know, in a normal year, you know, C.J. Goodwin, you know, it's not like a player like C.J. Goodwin. Uh, you know, he being at his locker in the locker room, media, you know, he can come in the locker room and the media is not going to be hounding him for an interview. But you would hear his story as the season progresses. But did you know, uh, C.J. Goodwin, he grew up, uh, I believe, in West Virginia, and he didn't play football until his senior year in high school. He was a basketball player, went to Fairmont State University, uh, may have gone to a different school first, but wound up at Fairmont State in West Virginia as a basketball player, and then he walked on on the football team as a wide receiver. His position coach got a job at California University in Pennsylvania, and so he wound up, uh, he, he wrapped up his career as a wide receiver at California University in Pennsylvania. We're talking Division II football. He, uh, of course, did not get drafted, but he, he's been, the Cowboys are his seventh team in the NFL. He did not convert to cornerback until 2016 at the age of 26 with the Falcons. And he, he played a couple of years with the Falcons, and then he bounced around to a couple of teams before the Cowboys picked him up last year. And, uh, and now here at the age of 30, he has found his niche in the National Football League as a special teams guy for the Cowboys. And now they're, he's even advanced to the point where they were using him in sub-packages in the game against the Eagles. I just think that's a remarkable story of uh, that that people may not have heard about uh, C.J. Goodwin. Hey, hey, Bill, you are so right. I, I didn't really notice it until you said it. You don't really get those uh, human interest stories 
this year. We hardly haven't had any. Everything's been about the team. Everything's been uh, from a uh, virtual press conference standpoint. You know, no one can get close enough to where you can find out things. I remember we were, of course, you know, years prior, going all the way back to, to my years, you know, people were always calling, wanting to do a special story on you and, and learn more about you. I had no idea that that was his story, Bill. I think that's yeah. very amazing. And I love hearing stories like that. When I was coming out as a free agent, all, so many people, I'm still living at home with my mom for like the first two years of my career. So I'm, I'm always getting, I was always getting calls and visits from people in Hamilton Park saying, my son hadn't played ball in, in five years after he got out of college. You know, can you help him get a free agent tryout? You know, <laughs> everyone is, and I got kind of offended because it's like, well, hey, if Everson Wallace can do it, well, I'm sure my son can do it, you know, and that's how I was taking it because I had so many people that would come up to me and say, hey, Everson, can you help my son get a tryout? Like, I guess, you know, they have a, that's when the Cowboys had the all tryout thing going yeah. on. Really just for PR purposes, they weren't signing anybody from those tryouts. <laughs> but, you know, it, that's the kind of thing that there was always hope out there for people that wanted to play. And that story you just told that gives a lot of people hope. And I love those stories. People think I walked on with the Cowboys. No, it wasn't a walk-on position. They always try to say, because you're a free agent, that you walked on. No. I, was, I came through Grambling the proper way, and I, I was, you know, passed up through the draft and signed as a free agent on draft day. That's different from walking on. But that's what people had in their heads, and they just assumed, well, if Everson Walls can do it, I guess anybody can do it. There's hope for my son or hope for me. And I, I, I hated to douse their, their hopes, but really stories like what you just told, that can inspire a lot of people. Yeah, so, and, and not even just from a, from a sports standpoint. I, I mean, think about it. Uh, how many people out there this year have lost their jobs, have lost, you know, that the way that they were thought they were going to make a living and they're going to have to take another, uh, go a different route now. Well, C.J. Goodwin, all right, he thought he was going to be a basketball player, and then he had to take another route. He thought he was going to be a wide receiver, and he's taking another, and he's 26 years old, three years into what the league. What are the odds most, at 26 yeah, years old? Right. Come on, man. And, and people can apply that to even to their own lives. I mean, those yes. are the type stories that sports – uh, you hear those type stories, and it inspires people in all walks of life. Go ahead, Mickey. I was going to say, and I was trying to look up his stats, so I don't know if you pointed it out. Uh, he leads the team with 10 special teams tackles, so he didn't make a niche for nice. himself. And you know that the sad part about it is I bet the majority of the media could walk into that locker room and they couldn't pick out C.J. Goodwin. I mean, Hell, we haven't been around. We haven't been around these guys, you know. I was I was looking on the field right. today when we were watching practice, and it's like, oh, that assistant coach, uh, who's he? I hadn't seen him. I hadn't met him. Yep. I didn't talk to him. Uh, it's just a hey, uh, you guys think, weird. You guys weird think deal. you didn't know the the NBA draft players? Yeah. You wait till the NFL draft comes. You yeah. probably, you guys won't know anybody. Same thing, right? Gets drafted. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Um, hey, and, hey and I, I got us, one more thing. I got one more. Yeah, go thing. ahead. I got one more thing before we go. Two days ago. No, you got to pick day. your guy. No, I'm talking about two days ago was a special oh. day. It was my birthday. 
Y'all missed it. And we missed it. (laughs) I just knew Chris was going to say something because as a producer, that is his job. He's over there nodding his head. You should have said something, Chris. You should have told the boy something. You want me to tell him? Y'all supposed to surprise me. You're supposed to be like, hey, guys, Cowboy fans, it's a special day today. It's episode. See, I'm doing my Bill Jones impersonation uh-huh. in case you guys didn't realize that. <laughs> so, Money, come on. That should have been the deal. I, I, that's okay. I, 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 I had to tell you today. I'll forget tomorrow. I'll forget tomorrow. You miss, you guys. So, 61 on December 28th, me and uh, Denzel Washington, by the way. You guys. Oh, okay. You guys missed. Denzel's my- the same age? <laughs> You you uh, same day same day. You guys missed mine 19 days ago, so that's no no offense. Come on, Spags, you gotta tell us, man. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Now see, Spags is ashamed of getting yeah. older. I I I don't look no, old, so therefore I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. See, that, I am very that's... glad I'm getting older. Because <laughs> as Tex Ram said, it's better than the alternative. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> So I, te- I believe text on that one. <laughs> so, Everson, how did you celebrate your 14th birthday? Yeah. Mexican food. That's Mexican it. food? And did you watch Mexican a football food. game? I, that I day? stayed home. Mexican you- food. I stayed home, spent it with the family. Uh, you watched a football game that day. Pardon me? You watched a football game that day, your 14th birthday. That's right. December 28th, 1975. Oh, you know what, yes. You know what on. happened that day? That's me, man. I, they, I looked on Facebook. All I saw was Drew Pearson talking about <laughs> that special day and uh-huh. why, the, the origin of the Hail Mary Pass. That's right. So I told you guys the story. My mom was making cake. She, she had no interest in whatever Drew and Roger was doing. All she wanted to do was make my birthday cake. And that was a good day. <laughs> Okay, quickly, I'm going to give you my guy that probably went under okay. the radar. Uh, Connor Williams yep. has started every game mm. this season, and as a matter of fact, he's played 1,062 of 1,063 snaps this year at left guard and has played well, by the way. Everybody kept wanting to move him to tackle, wanted somebody to take over his spot, I think, in his third year. I think he's settled in and become a very uh, good left guard. Maybe not a pro bowler, but a guy that you can win games with. He definitely has all the experience on that offensive line. Yeah, well, that's point. for he's sure. He's the guy. Right. He's the guy that they have to look to for experience, which is, which is crazy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick mine right quick, and that's uh, – I, I don't know if, if he qualifies because he's, he's a superstar to me. That's Amari Cooper. You know, to me, I just talked about, you know, I talked about yesterday. This whole team is full of underdogs this year, the entire roster. And Cooper could have just, you know, just tripped over his own lip from pouting from not uh, having Dak Prescott as his quarterback. He hung in there, played strong all year long. Consistency is what you need in a year like this. And Amari Cooper has shown that hands down the most consistent player on this team, 1,100 yards. Uh, I think he's uh, set a personal record in receptions over 80-plus. So, yes, Amari Cooper will be my guy. 
And Everson, how many times do we see players who sign big contracts who don't live up to that contract? Don't I mean, live up to it. It's a, it's a, it's a problem I'd love to have. <laughs> but, but, but it, it can be a problem of being able to live up to that big contract. But, but Amari has done that this year, and he had, he hadn't said a word. He has not said a word. He just goes out and plays ball. 86 catches, 1,073 yards, and five touchdowns, which ties for the team lead in touchdowns. All right, that does it for mix shots for this uh, Goodyear Cotton Bowl Wednesday. Uh, we got a show tomorrow. Doesn't look like I'm going to be able to be uh, be here tomorrow for that show, Uh-oh. Mickey and Everson. Who we got, so, Spags? Well, I've got to figure that f- out. Okay, he's got 24, no 23 can, hours. No one can replace you, Bill. That's just right. So you know. All right. No All one right. can replace you. <laughs> so Whatever we have room. on, and no matter how much love we give him, it's only because you're not here, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, in the meantime, Happy New Year. I'll see you next year. All right. Happy New Year, Sounds Bill. Sounds good, Bill. All right. Okay. All right. We'll talk Go at Cowboys. you. Uh, they'll talk at you tomorrow at 1.30 on Mix Shots. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?